All right, let's unlock this thing. And start it up. There we go. And just like that, we're off. Hello, world, and welcome to We Live on a Planet. I'm your host, Patrick. It is Friday, January 29th, 2021. This is episode 457 in the works. And it is a very chilly, chilly start here in central New York, right on the cool lake shores of Lake Ontario. It's currently 10 degrees Fahrenheit with the temperatures of feels like negative eight degrees Fahrenheit. Highs are gonna be about 18. Winds are currently out of the north northwest at 17 miles per hour possibly some snow in the forecast we have a good show we'll dive into our positive quote uh we'll talk some facts some history and just some conversation between some friends because that's what you are as my friend and i appreciate you stopping over friend sit back relax and enjoy the show we'll be right back And just like that, we're back. And I have a co-host this morning. It is the gentle hum of the heat. So hello, co-host of heat. How are you? <laughs> it is chilly this morning, so I had to make sure. Usually I record in between the series of the heat turning on and turning off. But it was chilly in the studios this morning, so I had to make sure the heat was on. And... uh it's starting to feel a little better. It, like I said, it is chilly. Negative eight degrees feels like temperatures. No joke. Yuck. All right, let's dive into our quote. This is from Hallie Cornell. I can really relate to this. Depression lies. It tells you you've always felt this way, and you always will. But you haven't, and you won't. Hallie Cornell. I'll tell you, depression does lie because it tells you you've always felt this way and that you always will. And then you have to remember, but I haven't always felt this way and I won't always. I've been dealing lately, I don't know what's going on, just with some depression. Again, um, if you follow the show, you if, you if it's your first time here, thank you. Thank you. Welcome to We Live on a Planet. But what I do here, it's a personal journal, variety show flair. I come out, I'm trying to break the stigma of mental health. I'm trying to break the stigma of addiction and other things and just be honest and open and talk with you. And it helps me, it's very therapeutic and it's a good way to get my thoughts out. And so if you follow the show, you know that I deal with bipolar, but maybe it's your first time coming over and um, maybe you need to hear this. Maybe you're suffering with depression and you feel like you've always felt that way and you always will. But you got to remember you haven't and you won't always feel that way. It will pass. And uh, it doesn't feel that way when you're going through the grips of a depression. And lately, I don't know what's been going on, but I've been just kind of really on a roller coaster. Um, just interrupted sleep, not sleeping much, just feeling really low, feeling a sense of doom and gloom. I see a doctor. I take medicine. I see a therapist. I'm doing everything I can to try to be positive and look at the positive things. But unfortunately for me, there's not a lot of gray 
it's either it is or it isn't. There's just black or white, and when depression comes in, it's hard to see that gray, and all you feel like is doom and gloom, and it's going to be doom and gloom forever, but it isn't. So if you are struggling, I can relate and just know it will pass. I was debating on coming out this morning and having a show because I've just, that's how much of a struggle because I, I want to be entertaining. I want the show to be entertaining for you. I want you to enjoy it. But if it's all just doom and gloom, people don't want to hear that. I mean, you don't, but you want to know that at least you can relate and say, oh, I'm not the only one that's feeling this way. And know that there's how many millions of people out there that suffer from some kind of disorder. So know that you're not alone. And um, we'll try to break that stigma together. That's why I talk about it. I used to hold it really close to my chest. I was embarrassed. I'm still embarrassed by it, but I'm trying to not be. I'm trying to realize it's not my fault. I can't help that I have a chemical imbalance. And uh, I didn't do it. It's nothing I caused. So um, I'm just trying to deal with it the best I can. And I hope you are too, if you're struggling. All right, let's, um, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll, we'll just talk some more. How's that sound? Okay, groovy. We'll be right back. And magically, we are back just like that. So I'm super excited because dive class starts this Sunday. And um, I am really looking forward to it. I'm a little nervous um, just because I had to say yes on some of the medical questionnaires. So I'm going to have to be, I'm sure, medically, you know, I'll go see a doctor first because I had my pneumothorax, which is a collapsed lung back in 2019 from a car accident. And um, being 30, 40, 60 feet down, there's a lot of pressure difference. And so I have to just make sure I'm cleared for that, but I can't wait. And the dive instructor I'm dealing with, coach is what, what I call him. He's just a real salt of the earth guy is what I, my first impression, just a nice guy, genuine, no BS which I like, you know, and so that it will be, I'm looking forward to my class this Sunday with him. I've already studied section one through three in the Patty book and taken the mini quizzes and the test. I feel pretty confident. There's a couple questions that I have, that I have, a couple questions that I did that I have questions on. Jeez. Yeah. And so... Uh, we'll see how that goes on Sunday and see how many I got right or wrong. Hopefully I got more right than wrong. Uh, the question, the test, I think, is 100 questions or 50 questions, and you have to get a 75% on it. I think there's 50 questions for the final, but you have to do um, pool, um, you know, pool time and then open water dive. And the open water dive is going to be on the St. Lawrence River over a shipwreck. So that will be neat. The, what is it? The Key Storm is the name of the shipwreck. I've talked about it before. 
So earlier I just said how there might be some snow in the forecast. I did have to shovel the other day because we did get a snowstorm, but nothing like what they were predicting. Believe it or not, I've only had to shovel four times so far this season. And there's times that I've had to go out three times in a day to shovel. Here in central New York, we really get dumped on lake effect snow from Lake Ontario. Big fat flakes and just a lot of snow at a lot in a quick amount a couple years ago we got seven feet in seven days it was just amazing so yeah this has been unseasonably crazy this winter here in central new york and i'm not complaining i i don't want to go out and shovel i don't mind it but it's kind of a hassle it can make travel a hassle when the banks here get so big and so high that when you're driving down the streets, it's hard to go through intersections because you can't see what's coming because the banks, the snow banks get so high. All right, enough about that. I got um, a really groovy, cool framed pendant from my old high school. My high school is closed and gone and doesn't it's not even there anymore and um they changed the name from oswego catholic high school to bishop cunningham and they did that in 1976 i believe and the pendant i have that's framed says oswego and it's my school colors so i know it's from cat high when they called it cat high so this pendant is at least from 1976 or older and it's in like a one foot by three foot frame. And it was given to me by a friend of mine, Caroline. And thank you, Caroline. I appreciate it. All I had to do was swap her a couple of my We Live on a Planet bags. And it was nifty that she thought of me. And Caroline is a, uh, the manager at Fort Ontario. And her and I have known each other because I spent quite a few seasons at Fort Ontario doing historical interpreting and when uh, she when she obtained this, she remembered that I went to Bishop Cunningham and thought of me and contacted me, and I'm just so thankful, and I can't wait to find a spot to hang it up in the house, so that will be really, really groovy. So thank you, my friend Caroline. It's so nice that it's a small city I live in, and you feel like you know everybody. Speaking of small cities, we're visiting our daughter the other day and we drove through a little town called Fairhaven, New York. And I was talking, um, making a video for my buddy Tamar who lives in Turkey. And it's been nice reconnecting with him. And we I told him to not blink because if he blinked, he might miss the town of Fairhaven. And I said, if I had to guess, maybe 7,000 people live here. And then as we were driving, I Googled, Googled it. And I was off by a lot because there's only 806 people in that town. So, yeah, there's a lot of the towns around me are very small. All right. Way off topic. We'll be right back. <laughs> My producer keeps doing that magically. We're back. So, like I was saying right before I took that short little break, reconnecting with my friend Tamar, who is in Turkey. And we met each other playing a video game that was an app 
called Dominations. Don't even play the game anymore, but it was on the phone or on your tablet. And it's been over five years that we've been friends. And it's just really neat to have somebody from a different part of the world that we can connect with. And we want the same things in life. You know, and I think that a lot of times here in America, we just kind of think that Americas think one way and other countries think other ways. And my buddy Tamar, he wants the same thing as, as we do, you know, and it's just kind of neat to send him videos of America because his dream is to come visit here so bad. And he just loves America and he's amazed by the size of our roads and that our roads have yellow lines on them and how clean our roads seem to be cleared out because I was taking video of after a snowstorm and he just appreciated that. And he sent me videos as well of where he lives in Turkey and it's pretty neat because he'll be in his car and it's Turkish music playing in the background so I can't understand it. And so when I send him videos, I'm having, obviously, American music playing in the background. And he digs it because he likes, like I said, all things American. And, um, yeah, I'm proud of him, too, because he's just undertaking a teaching of English in Turkey. And his English is fantastic. And I forget a lot of times that English is not his first language. And I'm a very quick talker when I'm talking to a friend and I have to remind myself to slow down when I'm talking to him because I use a lot of slang. I, I talk just normal to me. I talk like a normal American, but English is a very difficult language. And for us, we're, you know, if you're born here in America, you're basically born and learn it. It's easy. But for other people to learn it, it's like right now, if you were to, not know any language and try to decide to start speaking Chinese. It would be very difficult. And that's the way English is. And I think people forget that a lot of times. They're like, man, I wish they could just speak English. And it's like, yeah, it's easy for us. But English is a difficult language. It really is. And there's so many. Just think of there. There, there, and there. How do you explain that to a foreigner? You know, just three different spellings, three different meanings. And Americans screw that up. There, there, and there. All right, what else were we going to talk about? Mm, Anchor. Anchor had an update, but it was just a facelift. They changed their logo and changed a little bit of their design, but they have still not been able to fix the issue that is going on with We Live Out a Planet on the mobile app, where I'm still not searchable. All my episodes are gone, and it's been since December 14th that I've had this issue and I'm frustrated. Yes, Anchor is a free platform and it's I'm grateful to have it and I'm grateful to have this ability. But if I didn't have a computer, I wouldn't be able to upload and use Anchor um, because my phone just, it's the app doesn't work for me. And I contacted them again. This is 33 emails later the other day and I said, okay, so your new update came out, but I'm still not working. And they're like, oh, yeah, that was just cosmetic, and we're working on yours. We'll let you know. 
Well, December 14th, that's quite a long time. So I've been frustrated. So if you were wondering where I was, maybe it's so hard. I, I don't even know how to explain it. The anchor listeners that were listening through the app think that I have quit podcasting is the only thing I can think of. Because when you go to look, it says, huh, it looks like this podcast no longer exists. It's like, yes, it does. I'm still here. I'm still here. Uh, so hopefully anchor can fix what is ever going on with my problem. It's frustrating. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whoa, we're back with cheers. Thank you. It's nice to be back. It's nice to be back. At least it wasn't jeers. It was cheers. So that's good. I'm looking forward to floating again very soon in February. We'll, we'll float. We already floated in January. If you're saying float, what are you talking about? Because this could be your first time. I forget that sometimes. Um, we have been so blessed by having a place here in Oswego called Aqua Spa Float and Wellness Center Boutique. And it's right down the street from us. And they are float tanks where you float in this 1,500 pounds of Epsom salt, basically a sensory deprivation type tank. You can have lights on or lights off. And so I'm looking forward to that again. It will be a good mental health reliever. It feels really good when you walk into that place. You feel like you are um, royalty or like this is what a star must feel like when they walk into a place because you're just greeted so nicely and it's beautiful inside and just gorgeous and I can't wait to float again I really get out a lot out of it I need to float again so if you follow the show uh you've heard me talk about my bird feeder because I bought a really groovy bird feeder that is a squirrel proof and it's been perfect no squirrels no nothing I've been getting a certain mix and I've been getting it at Walmart and it's like a fruit and nut mix deluxe mix and it's been really working really good and I went shopping the other day and I decided I'm like I just didn't want to go to Walmart so I went to Country Max which is a store near us and um the deluxe fruit mix whatever that they had I got but it had corn in it and I was like oh that doesn't really matter I need a thicker bird seed so it doesn't fall through the bird seeder or bird feeder and um so I'm like oh, I'll get this bag and I get it and fill it all up and it stayed full for quite a while and I was like oh, maybe the seed and the corn and then the nuts were pretty big peanuts might be too big for their little beaks well next thing you know I'm looking out and they're either cowbirds common grackles some kind I don't know I'm not an ornithologist so I don't know what kind of birds they are but they're like uh, like a common grackle uh, smaller than a crow but they're like brownish black and I like I said I think they're called cowbirds well these guys came up and I want to feed all the birds you know I, I want to do what I can but they came up like zombies in a feeding frenzy of brains on this bird feeder and in just seconds I can watch the thing just emptying and they're just a swarm of them not just a couple birds just like 
a swarm and they're all over it and they're they're too big to perch on the thing and so they're doing their they're trying to perch and the seeds just falling all out and then i'm just watching it going oh man so short story long <laughs> i end up getting different bird food after they went through that and now mind you all the bird food that did fall on the ground blue jays cardinals and stuff they came up and eat it ate it but finches um and like the little uh with chickadees and stuff they don't like to eat off the ground they want to eat off the perch and so all their food was gone out of the container and i'm just watching all of it going i'm like oh so got new feed got a different one but it was a thinner feed well unfortunately these birds grackles cowbirds whatever they are came back and within not even 10 minutes emptied the bird feeder again and so i felt like i'm like i might as well just take a 10 dollar bill take a lighter and light one end of it and just watch it burn in my hands because that's exactly what it felt like it was so frustrating because like i said i want to feed the birds but i these ones are zombies <laughs> that's all i think of is like zombies feed they just they come they wreak their havoc and then they're gone that quick now at nighttime the the possum and the rabbit they come and eat it and so i know it's getting eaten but i want it for like the little songbirds and so they can all get their feed and plus i want to fill it and be able to have it fill not in 15 minutes have it empty right before your eyes that's frustrating all right we'll be <laughs> we'll be right back and we're back the other day i shared on my social media on facebook something about my sobriety i usually keep my sobriety pretty close to my chest except for out here on the podcast i talk about my sobriety but i have an app called sober grid that I've been a part of since I became sober over five years ago. And you can put in the amount of money that you would spend on alcohol. And then they have a tracker and a counter. And the other day it was five, five, five. So it was five years, five months, and five days sober. And I decided to share that on Facebook. And the outpouring of love and support that I got online was incredible. And I didn't do it for that, I, but it felt so great. It felt, people were just were coming out of the woodwork and just saying, this is fantastic. Congratulations. You should be proud. That's an accomplishment. And a lot of times I forget about that. I forget what I've come through. I forget what I've made it through, that I've been able to, for over five years, be able to beat alcohol where I'm battling so many other things, but at least I don't have that monkey on my back. And this morning, um, I looked at the, the Sober Grid app, and the counter was 559. Five, so it's five years, five months, and nine days, which equals 1,989 days, so 1989. And that's the year I graduated high school. And I thought that was kind of weird. I, I looked at it this morning. The app also says uh, from the amount of money that I 
calculated roughly that I was spending per week. In that five years, over five years, I've saved $59,670 from not drinking. And that just feels great to me as well. And I'm happy for that. And uh, yeah, thank you. Like I said, I just, um, I hold it kind of tight to my chest and I should talk about it more maybe. Let people know that if you're struggling, that there's, there's help. You can find help. You can't be ashamed. And the thing is, you have to want it yourself. When I went to rehab, nobody forced me to go. It wasn't a judge. It wasn't my wife. It wasn't family members. It was me, myself, that said, I have to go do this. I really do. All right, stick around. When we come back, we will head on over to the fact site and the History Channel and get some wrinkles on our brain. But before we do, I want to give you just one weird fact of the day. This podcast is all over. I know it is. And uh, my last one was I felt like it was all over the place. But I don't know. I, I just like coming out and talking to you. And so if we were sitting here having a conversation, my conversation would be all over the place anyways because that's the way my brain is. It's kind of hard to have a conversation with me sometimes um maybe maybe not i don't know here's a weird fact of the day though you're more likely to get a computer virus from visiting religious sites than porn sites you're more likely to get a computer virus from visiting religious sites than a porn site isn't that weird why did i share that i have no idea because this podcast is perfectly imperfect. It's unscripted, unedited, one take, one and done. And whatever is on my gray matter that day or this morning or whatever is what I feel like sharing. And so I felt like sharing that little weird fact. And when we come back, we'll share some more stuff and things. I hope you come back. Welcome back, my friends. All right, we are at the History Channel's website, history.com. And on this date, January 29th, 1936, the U.S. Baseball Hall of Fame elects its first members in Cooperstown, New York. Cooperstown, for me, not very far. A couple-hour drive. Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Honest Wagner, Christy Math- Mathewson, and Walter Johnson are the first to be inducted. If you have a chance to ever go to Cooperstown, New York, and see the U.S. Baseball Hall of Fame, go check it out. It's pretty groovy. I'm not, I, I played baseball when I was a little kid. I'm not a huge baseball fan of watching it on TV or anything like that. It's boring. But to watch it in person is fun. It's exciting. Um, my uncles are big baseball fans. I'm not a huge, like I said, I'm not a big baseball fan. Um, It's too slow for me. The process of the whole, the batter, you know, the ball is pitched and then he comes outside of the batting box and adjusts his gloves and adjusts his crotch and does this and does that and does this and gets back in the batter box and then another ball. And it's just that whole process of it. And uh, 
and then I and to me they play too many games. You know, the Super Bowl for football, there's a game, there's one. You you win or you lose. Whereas like the World Series, oh, we have to play how many games and we have to do that. <laughs> and so I just I don't get it. I guess it's not a. I sound like I'm hating on baseball. I'm not trying to hate on baseball, but I just um. Watching it in person, now that's a different story. All right, 2002, George W. Bush describes Iran, Iraq, and North Korea as axis of evil. I remember when he's like, that's an axis of evil. That was kind of my Texas George Bush. Wasn't very good. I'm the decider. I remember him saying that. Uh, 1977, art literature and film history. Roots premieres on TV in 1977. I remember that premiering and uh, 1820, good, powerful, powerful movie. Great Britain in 1820, King George III dies. King George III. Um, 1843, U.S. Presidents. William McKinley, the first U.S. President, to ride in a car is born. Wow. first That's the first president to ride in a car is William McKinley. William McKinley. 1962. Peter, Paul, and Mary signed their first recording. It's interesting, you know, that Peter, Paul, and Mary didn't even write their own material. They just looked good and had people do it for them. It's kind of like the monkeys, but... Peter, Paul, and Mary, their favorite, or famous songs, Puff the Magic Dragon. Uh, okay, 1845, The Raven is published. Edgar Allan Poe's famous poem, The Raven. You know how it begins, once upon a midnight dreary. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, Google Christopher Walken reads The Raven. I love Christopher Walken. He is so bizarre, so strange. And uh, he's great in that movie, The Prophecy, where he plays a fallen angel. Uh, 1958, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward married. And 1964, art literature and film history, Dr. Strangelove premieres. Stanley Kubrick's black comic masterpiece, Dr. Strangelove. Or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb opens in theaters. I don't never seen Doctor Strange Love. There's a lot of movies out there that I haven't seen. We've talked about this before. Civil War. Oh, there's our friendly co-host. The Heat just popped back on. Good, because I'm chilly. Here's our last one for history. Civil War. The American Civil War, 1861, Kansas enters the Union. So on any of these that I just read off the History Channel, you can go and then open them up, and then there, you're going to find more information about that particular news article of that day of history. And I encourage you to do that. Stick around. When we come back, we'll head on over to the fact site. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Thank you for stopping back. We are at thefactsite.com. And uh, yesterday was the full moon. And I was wondering if you've ever heard the term wolf moon and wondered what it meant. 
This is from Becca Marsh, off from the fact site. Uh, Cross folklore, the name suggests it, it is a moon of mystery and the time where wolves howl at the night sky. In popular culture, a wolf moon might be associated where werewolves and humans transform into a beast. But what is a wolf moon and why is it called so? A wolf moon essentially the first full moon that appears during the month of January. A wolf moon is when the moon has reached the opposite side of the earth in orbit to the sun. This means that the moon's surface is in direct sunlight and is fully illuminated for us to gaze up at. And last night it was gorgeous. And then we had snow in the air, so it had a full moon and then there was clouds going by and it had like a rainbow ring around the moon, like three rainbow rings at nighttime. And it was, it was so groovy looking. It was so nice and nothing I could take a picture of because the camera just not gonna do it justice. Uh, the wolf moon though remains for the 14th to 15th day of the cycle and then begins to return to the new moon. Why call it a wolf moon? The first full moon of the year is always called the wolf moon. I didn't know that. There's roughly a full moon every month of the calendar and each one has a different name. The name comes from ancient beliefs and they are based on seasonal happenings. So they vary between cultures. Across the Northern Hemisphere, there are similar elements that resemble a time of year. The January full moon is called the wolf moon because this is the time of the year that you're most likely to hear a howling wolf. January is the wolf's mating season, hence the increase in wolf howls. For example, April's moon is often referred to as a seed moon or awakening moon. This is because the month of April can be associated with spring. However, there are many different names for the full moons throughout the year, depending on where you are in the world. Well, who first called it a wolf moon? There's much debate as whether or where the wolf moon name originated from. It is thought that the wolf moon name stems from the Native American culture, but other researchers suggest the Anglo-Saxons were the first to name the January full moon a wolf moon. Across the Northern Hemisphere, there are many similarities in landscape and seasons, so it is uncommon to use the same name. So it isn't uncommon, excuse me. It is thought that the moon names used today are actually a combination of Native American, Anglo-Saxon, and Germanic month names. You know, it's weird though because uh, the word lunatic comes from a full moon. You know, across popular culture, there's an association where there's a full moon, people feel different and sometimes become a little crazy. And that's where the term lunatic comes from. It is said that a full moon could affect your behavior and it's associated with insomnia because of its brightness. There's no evidence to suggest that your behavior will change more when there is a full moon or a wolf moon. But I can tell you this, um, back when I was younger, I worked at the hospital right here in Oswego. 
And I can remember on the full moon, it just, the ER would be crazy. And everybody would always, the nurses and doctors would be like, well, it's a full moon. Or we're going to have a crazy one tonight because it's a full moon. And it seemed to be that way. It always seemed like the strange cases or strange happenings were happening on a full moon. If you are in the medical field out there, you're probably shaking your head right now, yes, and going, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I've worked on full moons, and it's crazy. <laughs> All right, stick around. We'll be right back. That was easy. Well, I don't know if it was easy, but we did it. And I'm happy that I was able to come out and talk to you because I really was struggling this morning. And now that I'm done talking and I had you here with me, I feel a lot better. So thank you for spending your time with me, the most valuable gift you could ever give me. And speaking of thanks, I'd like to thank Michael Ryan, too. Thanks, Michael, if you're listening, for being a supporter of the show. I appreciate that. And, you know, I needed this morning, um, I do show notes. Like I said, it is unscripted, unedited, but I'll write down the um, date and the weather, and then obviously I write down the quote. But um, as I was looking through quotes and writing down the quote, my phone all of a sudden gave me a notification from the motivation app that I use for quotes. And it simply said, it blinged, made the noise, and I looked over at my phone and read it, and it, all it simply said was, keep going, keep going. And I needed to hear that because, like I said, I almost didn't want to push this scary red record button this morning. And I got that, and it said to me, keep going. And I felt like it was a sign from the universe of just saying, you know what, don't give up keep going there's a reason for this and I know that I always gain something after I come out and talk to you I feel better mentally it helps me and um, thank you I would love to hear from you if you want to be a part of the show or you just want to leave me a voicemail or an email head on over to my website wloap.com from there there's an email action button or a voice button if you decide to call me remember that it will ring five times before it goes to voicemail and that number is 315-326-1882 315-326-1882 and i would love to hear from you even if you're telling me i don't like this part but i like this or you know what, I like this, but take this part out. You know what I mean? Because I want to do this show for all of us. I want it to be, if there's certain aspects that you like or don't like, or who knows? I would just love to hear from you. So thank you so much again, like I said, for your time, the most valuable gift you could ever give me. I appreciate it. And do your best today to stay curious and not judgmental. And I'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks for your time.